Las Vegas, happy Tuesday, one and all. That was Caleb and Kelsey with their medley of 10,000 Reasons, and what a beautiful name. You're listening to 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Our next service will be tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Our midweek service is at 7 o'clock. We would love to have you and your family here with us. Our address is 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. If you can't be here in person, you can stream it online. Just visit our website at experienceliberty.com or check us out on Facebook at Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas. All right. I know what you all are thinking about. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're boycotting or not boycotting. And I'll touch on that briefly here this morning. But it is actually drive time with Friddle today. It's not a Friddle show. So I'm going to save most of my thoughts on that one particular issue for Thursday for our weekly uh in-depth talking session so you want to stick around for that i promise i will i will i will tease it a little bit i'll tease it a little bit here as we get into the show we will talk about it for a few minutes um but this this story has been overshadowed by the whole nfl boycotting not boycotting kneeling not kneeling thing and i understand that that's a significant issue i do um but in my opinion, this one is much more significant. And so that's where we're going to start. And it is this. And sadly, I think there are many today in our country who don't even know that this occurred because we have 24-7 news coverage of the fact that 12% of NFL players and coaches took a knee yesterday while 88% stood. And, you know, the week before, uh, less than... 1% of NFL players now. But, you know, that's the big story. Uh, no, here's the story that we're not talking about and we should be. And it is this. Tennessee church shooter admits to crime as bizarre Facebook posts surface. Do you know that there was a shooting at a church in Tennessee this weekend? In Nashville on Sunday, a guy walked into a church after he shot an innocent woman in the parking lot and killed her, walked into a church and opened fire. Fox News is reporting that a Sudanese immigrant admitted to being the triggerman who killed one parishioner and seriously injured seven others Sunday at a Nashville area church, according to a police affidavit ahead of his first court appearance. Emmanuel Kadiga Sampson of Laverne told cops during an interview that he fired upon the church building after arriving there with a handgun. Sampson, who has been charged with one count of murder and is likely to face other charges, will appear in Davidson County General Sessions Court Wednesday and is being held at a county jail without bond. His admission comes as police are searching for a motive for the shooting at the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ in Antioch. Sampson, 25, purportedly posted several cryptic messages on his Facebook page in the days leading up to the attack. Photos from a Facebook page under Sampson's name seem to show him lifting weights and showing off his physique with the words unrestricted um, well, I'm going to leave this out. Um, we're going to keep going because it's a family show and some of his stuff is not appropriate. Uh, okay. He also posted this. He said, everything you've ever doubted or been made to believe as false is real and vice versa. Become the creator instead of what's created. What you say goes. 
When he entered the church Sunday, Sampson brought in a 40 caliber handgun and a 9mm handgun, according to the Tennessean. Police said during a press conference Monday that Sampson ha- also had an unloaded semi-automatic AR-15 rifle, as well as another handgun, but found no ammunition for the rifle. Authorities said Sampson was previously employed as a licensed unarmed security guard and took a class on Friday to renew that license. The Memphis FBI Field Office's Nashville Resident Agency, the Civil Rights Division, and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Tennessee have opened a civil rights investigation into the shooting at the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ in Antioch, Tennessee. The FBI will collect all available facts and evidence, the FBI told Fox News on Sunday. Witnesses told the police that they heard gunshots from the church's parking lot moments after Sampson entered the building. The pastor shouted, run, run, gunshots, and congregates hid under pews or in the bathrooms. Burnett Chapel Church of Christ member Minerva Rosa said members were talking about the success of their yard sale the previous day when they heard the gunshots. The church pastor, David Spann, age 60, then shouted for everyone to run. Samson entered the church from the back after fatally shooting a woman outside. He then walked through the church silently, shooting six more people before an usher, who is the hero in this story, subdued him, police said. Rosa said the reading that day had been from Luke chapter 8, and she recalled the part about a woman who was touched Jesus and was cured of bleeding. By the end of the shooting, she was on her knees, her dress stained with blood, putting pressure on the gunshot wound in Pastor Spann's chest. She and others got on their phones to call 911. Another church member, a 22-year-old usher named Robert Engel, tackled the gunman and suffered injuries when he was pistol-whipped. But in the struggle, the shooter shot himself, although it wasn't clear if it was on purpose or an accident. Engel retrieved his own gun from his car and held the man at bay until police arrived. He's amazing, Rosa told reports about Engel. Without him, it would have been worse. He was the hero today. Now, I don't want to politicize this shooting in any way because that will be accomplished by others once we actually start talking about this issue. But I do find it interesting that this shooting is not being covered in the way that many other shootings are covered by the media. And that's partially because the NFL protests are overshadowing everything right now. And again, I'll I'll touch on that. But to me, this is more important. A man walked into a church and started shooting people on Sunday. And we're talking about whether or not millionaires who are spoiled and just acting stupidly, uh, whether or not we want to watch them play football, even though 88% of that same league is not acting in the same way. That's what we're talking about when we had a, a mass shooting at a church on Sunday. And by the way, that shooting was conducted by a Sudanese immigrant. I don't know if that's why we're not talking about it. I don't know if it's because that part doesn't fit into the narrative or if the part about how a 22-year-old usher licensed with a, with a firearm was able to use his own gun to stop the bad guy. I don't know if that's the politically incorrect part and so that's why we're not talking about it because a good guy with a gun stopped the bad guy with a gun. I don't know why we're not talking about this shooting. And why we talk about other ones. It, 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 it blew my mind last night. I, I watched, and I pretty much never do this anymore because it just, I can get all the news that I want 
on Twitter. Up, uh, I, I, I'm telling you, if you want to actually be informed, get on Twitter, follow good people on Twitter. You will know about news literally like three days before the actual news networks report it. On in most cases, I'm not I'm not kidding. And then you don't have to deal with all the commentary. Um, and you can also follow both sides so you can see both sides of the commentary and hear things from an actual balanced perspective because you get to hear both sides of it. So I don't watch the news very much anymore. I do have a friend who happens to be in news, and that's pretty much the only news I'll watch if I even watch that. But uh, I was watching, which is ironic, and some people were mad at me because I was watching football last night, I know. But, you know, again, I'll talk about that in a moment. But I was watching uh, the Arizona Cardinals get beaten by the Dallas Cowboys last night. And in between, when they would go to commercials or they would go, or halftime, I was flipping to, uh, to a prominent conservative news network. And I watched as for... At least 45 minutes of the one-hour programming, which again, you know, you got to take out for commercials, so probably 30 minutes of the actual 45 minutes of programming. It was about NFL players protesting. And not once was this church shooting discussed or mentioned. Not once. During the entire news hour, which was full of the NFL protest, not once was this church shooting mentioned. And that was on a conservative network, and I have to tell you, I was highly disappointed in that. I am disappointed with our culture when what we are focused on is the fact that these spoiled brats are kneeling during our anthem when there was a shooting at a church on Sunday by an Sudanese immigrant, and oh, we're not really sure what his motives are. We'll find out. And oh, a good guy with a gun stopped the bad guy with a gun, and he's the hero. But that hero's picture isn't being shared all over social media. No, the, the lone Pittsburgh Steeler, who, to his credit, and I have great respect for him, Alejandro Villanero, he came out and stood during the anthem. His picture, everywhere. The hero who stopped the church shooting... Have you even, do you even know what he looks like? Have you seen his picture once? I'm guessing probably not. And I'm not saying it's wrong to share Alejandro Villanero's picture. I did. I thought he, I thought he was fantastic. I thought on a day where the narrative was being written, he did a, he did a great thing by standing up and saying, you know what, no, I'm, I'm not going to stay even though now he's apologized for it, which is... I thought that was great. But what about the 22-year-old who stopped a mass shooting on Sunday in our country? He's not... I don't... I don't... It's because... here's Here's what it boils down to. All right? It's easier to be outraged about things that uh, we can hashtag and uh, and plant our flag, if you will, and that's probably a bad choice of words in this instance. But it's it's easier to be outraged about something that we can we can be keyboard warriors about and hashtag and and just let everybody on social media know how we feel about something 
than it is to talk about actual issues and people dying. Isn't it? It is. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about what's going on in the NFL. I'm not saying that. I'm going to talk about it in depth on Thursday. We'll we'll talk about it briefly here in a little bit today. But I think that it's sad that we've reached a point where we're so obsessed with, you know, the one guy that knelt in week two that it gets blown into 182 people kneeling in week three that we create that. Meanwhile, you've got an Obamacare vote that is probably going to fail again. You've got tax reform, which hasn't happened. You've got a wall, which, you know, I hear that we're shoring it up. I don't really know. What I heard was that it was going to be big and beautiful. I, I could be wrong, but that's what I thought was going to happen. We've got, you know, the national debt to deal with. We've got North Korea threatening to wipe somebody off the face of the earth this week. I don't know who's the latest one. We have millions of babies being murdered across our country. We have all kinds of real issues that need to be dealt with. We have all kinds of governing that needs to be happening. We have tragedies. Like, not to mention, I didn't even get into Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a catastrophe, literally a catastrophe right now following a hurricane, not to mention the U.S. Virgin Islands. These are U.S. protectorates. We should be talking more about them and how our country is going to be helping them than about the fact that millionaires are kneeling during the anthem. There are real people with real needs who are really hurting. And that's who our politicians and our social justice warriors should be worried about. And that's what they should be focusing on. We should be talking more about the 22-year-old church usher who stopped a mass shooting than we are about the one Pittsburgh Steelers player who stood for the flag. And I, again, I respect Alejandro Villanueva. Good for him. But what I find as sad is that off the top of my head, I don't even know the name of the kid that stopped the church shooting. He's not a kid. He's 22. I don't even know the name of the 22-year-old man that stopped the church shooting off the top of my head because I haven't seen it. I haven't heard it. It hasn't been all over social media or all over the news. But I know Alejandro's name because that one's everywhere. And it should be. But, but, but oh, I don't even know how to... It, it just it, it frustrates me, the point that we are at as a country, and I hope that we can rise above this madness because it's what it is. We need to get past this. We need to reach a point where we can not be so focused on what we can be outraged about that we can actually see the real issues of today. I don't know, today might turn into a fertile show because it's just... <sighs> These are things that I that I think about. And then I get to share my thoughts with you. Aren't you, bl- <laughs> aren't you blessed to have that blessing? 
All right, let's take a break. When we get back, I will touch on, I'll, I'll decide during this break if I want to turn it into a show or not, um, and whether we'll just touch on the anthem thing or maybe we'll get into it full-fledged. Uh, we'll see. You'll find out as I make this decision, as we listen to. Also, not ironically, picked this out before I even knew this is where we were going, but it's The Stand from Hillsong. All right, so I am confused because uh, one of the things that I do each morning when I'm prepping for the live show is I check in and I see what's trending on Twitter because what's trending on Twitter tends to be news or current events or if something just happened in the world, it's trending on Twitter. Well, the number one trend on Twitter today is National Pancake Day. Except it's not actually National Pancake Day. So I'm incredibly confused because National Pancake Day was actually in March. I know this because I got free pancakes at IHOP like I do every National Pancake Day. So I'm trying to figure out if there are some outraged, disenfranchised waffles somewhere uh, that have decided to start this trend just to confuse everyone. I don't know. But in case you are wondering, or you're also on Twitter, it is not actually National Pancake Day. Which, by the way, is why... You won't find any actual pancake deals anywhere because it's not actually National Pancake Day. So there you have it. Okay, I have decided um, that I'm going to save the majority of what I want to say related to the flag kneeling for Thursday's show because I just don't have enough time left for today because I have to get to a meeting and if I got into it I it would take too long because I have about 10 points <laughs> related to this issue to cover so I'm just going to I'm going to hit on 3 now and if you want to hear the full diatribe of Frittle's thoughts on the flag kneeling then you could just have to turn it on Thursday or you can catch Thursday's podcast once it's posted online here are Three things, though. Three thoughts that I have on this issue. Number one, obviously, being this. I personally believe that it is stupid and disrespectful to kneel or sit during the national anthem. It doesn't matter to me what you're trying to say or what you are trying to bring, what issue you're trying to crusade for or bring attention to. There are better ways to make that point. Is it your right to kneel during the anthem if you want to, according to the First Amendment? Sure. Yes, it is. And I respect that right and your right to do so. But is it exceptionally dumb? Yes, it is. So do I disagree with kneeling during the anthem? 100%. And not simply because I love America and I love our flag. And we could get into flag etiquette and how the NFL and all sporting events completely go against the flag code like for example the flag is never to be laid flat but you've seen those massive flags pulled out across a football field yeah wrong have you ever seen an American flag used as a napkin or uh, not okay not an actual flag like American flag style napkins or shorts or shirts or socks or scarves or uh, plates for barbecues anything American flag like that those all go against the flag code those are all actual violations of the flag code which by the way doesn't actually state anything about having to stand for the anthem so I understand all that do I still think that kneeling during the anthem is stupid yes 100% particularly when you say that you are trying to fight and bring attention to issues uh, regarding racial injustice by doing so. 
Here's my problem with that. My problem with that is that you, you then fail to understand the basic idea of America. And that's what America really is. America is an idea. And our flag represents that idea. And the idea of America is freedom. The idea of America is liberty and justice for all people. And when you protest the flag or the anthem, you're not protesting injustice. You're protesting the idea of America. You're protesting liberty and justice, which is the very thing you say you most want in the world, which is why you're protesting. It's a circular argument and it doesn't work. No, America is not perfect, but I dare you to go anywhere in the world and find a better country or a country that has stood longer and more consistently for freedom at home and abroad. You're not going to find one anywhere else in the world. So I think that the whole issue of kneeling or sitting or not or doing anything other than standing during the anthem. I saw one player that was actually stretching during the anthem, which is just absolutely abhorrent to me. But uh, it's, it's, it's the idea of America that's being protested when, by those who say they most want the idea of America enforced. So it doesn't work. Beyond the fact that it's just plain disrespectful... To our, to our nation and to those who have fought and died for our country to kneel during the anthem. And I understand that those who are kneeling would say that that, is not, that it has nothing to do with it and what they're, they're trying to bring attention to a cause and promote social justice. I, I get that. But you're trying to promote social justice by kneeling for the very thing that stands for social justice. It, it, it doesn't work, okay? So I think it's wrong. Number one, point one to kneel or do anything other than stand with your hand over your heart during the anthem or the pledge of allegiance for that matter. Now, that all said, point number two, and this is where I start to lose people because this is the part that we don't want to talk about. But what I have found is that those most loudly calling for NFL for the NFL to be boycotted are those who don't actually know a whole lot about the NFL or actually watch football. Okay, I'm going to duck now. I know you're throwing things at me, but I'm just saying from what I've seen on social media and of people that I actually know of my friends, the people most loudly calling for the boycott are those who least watch football. Now, you can choose to boycott or not boycott, but these are my, my next two points are related to this. All right? Point number two. In week two of NFL football, so not this Sunday that we just had, but the one before that, that was the second week of NFL football for the 2017 season. In week two, during the national anthem, we had, out of all football players in the NFL, there was one player that knelt one player there were five that chose to set sit and one that knelt so there were six players total in the entire nfl that protested the anthem in any way whatsoever six players that is less than 0.5 percent of the nfl that was involved in anthem protests in week two in the nfl let that sink in for a minute Less than 0.5% of NFL players were involved in anthem protests in week two. Now, fast forward to week three. 
you had 182 players uh, that knelt during the anthem. That's a jump to 12% of NFL players that knelt. That's a significant number. And I would argue that the increase between week two and week three, despite what either side of the media will tell you, uh, was not about what people are saying it's about. Okay? Those on the left will tell you that this is all about racism and race issues, and that's why all these people were kneeling on Sunday. Those on the right will tell you that this is all about disrespect, and this is all about disrespecting the flag and hating our country, and that's why all these guys are kneeling. It's not that. It's not either one of those things. The reason 182 NFL players were kneeling during the anthem in NFL football week three is, quite frankly, uh, they were protesting Donald Trump and Donald Trump's statements. There is absolutely no way around that. I'm not saying it makes it right. I, I just went through a whole big thing about why I think it is wrong. But what I am saying is that this is not about uh, race issues anymore. And it's also not about disrespecting the flag. Necessar- That's not why they're doing it. They're not doing it to disrespect the flag. They're not kneeling also for race relations. No, this was in a direct response to Donald Trump's comments. And even still, after those comments, 88% of the NFL stood for the anthem. That, to me, is far more amazing than the fact that 12% knelt, because I thought that it was going to be massive. I thought it would be over half, quite honestly, following the president's comments, simply as a response and reaction to him. I still The 12%, I believe, is a reaction to him, but I thought it would be much higher than that. And kudos to the 88% of players that stood regardless. I get that that's not a popular opinion. I understand that. But if you actually watch football and you've seen the whole issue progress, then you understand that the whole kneeling during the anthem thing was dying off. It was very much going away. Even at its peak, it only had a handful of players. And in week two of NFL football... (laughs) Less than 0.5% of NFL players were protesting during the anthem. It was ending. And now the issue is very much alive again. So, point one. It's stupid, disrespectful. Is it your right? Yes, it is. But you should not be kneeling during the anthem because there are better ways to make your point because America is about an idea and the idea of America is liberty and justice for all, which is the thing that you say that you want. So stand up during our anthem. Put your hand over your heart and respect our flag and those who have fought and died. Point number two. This was actually an issue that was going away, but now it's back again. As a political protest more than anything else. Doesn't make it right, but that is why it's happening. Now, my third point on this, and again, I have a whole lot more on this whole issue. About ten points worth of goodness. But you'll just have to tune in on Thursday for that because I'm rapidly running out of time. So point number three is boycotts. Everybody's calling now. Not everybody. But there are a bunch of people calling for boycotting the NFL. I tweeted one thing about a football game last night and uh, and people jumped all over me because I'm apparently supposed to be boycotting the NFL. I'm not boycotting the NFL. Here's why. I'm not boycotting the NFL because I love America. I like football. And I stand alongside the 88% of NFL players that stand for our anthem that that's it. You know why? 
because I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I understand that if I boycott the NFL, that means that I need to sell both of my televisions. That means that I need to clean out my pretty much my entire DVD collection. That means I should never again go to a movie or rent any DVDs. That means I can never drink anything from Starbucks again. That means I can't shop at Walmart or at Target. I'm basically going to die if I want to be consistent in my boycotting. And so therefore, I basically don't really boycott anything. Because if I look at it objectively, Hollywood, I <laughs> way more than 12% of what happens in Hollywood and in television and in movies and, and by those who run those industries, I disagree with. Way more than 12% of where Target and Walmart and Starbucks and organizations like them, where they send their charitable donations and the employees that work in these establishments, way more than 12% of those donations and those employees, I disagree with their lifestyle choices and the things that they're doing. And so if I'm going to boycott the NFL because I disagree with 12% of the players, then I pretty much have to boycott everything else that I enjoy in life. And I really, I, I prefer not to go through life like that. No, so instead I choose to stand alongside the 88% of NFL players who are standing and say, yeah, I love America. I also like football. I'm going to stand with these good guys that are standing because there are lots of them. And so that's also how I can justify still being able to go to Starbucks, even though I don't like coffee. I do like double chocolatey chip frappuccinos. And um, if I give up football, that means I also have to give up double chocolate chip frappuccinos if I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I don't want to be a hypocrite, so I just won't give up either one. That may not be where you come from. You may feel perfectly fine boycotting the NFL and not boycotting Disney or, or anything else. But, you know, for me, I, I can't do that. So you can get mad at me on Twitter or Facebook or wherever if you want, which, by the way, if you want to, you can go find me there at The Frittle and you can send me all your outrage or your support. Doesn't Either way, preferably support. But, you know, I respect If you want to boycott the NFL, that's fine. I'm just saying I, I don't because, one, it's not at all the majority. It's by far the minority of players in the NFL that are behaving this way. And, two, because I... I don't want to give up the things that I that I like. And maybe that's because I just don't have enough convictions. I don't know. But really, I just I don't want to be a hypocrite. And if I boycott the NFL, there's a whole lot of other things that I should be boycotting. So I, I want to keep watching Disney movies. I want to keep going to Starbucks. So I'm going to keep watching football. Because I like football. And I love the Broncos. Go Broncos. They had a horrible Sunday, though. It was, it was very sad. Um, so that's those are, my, those are my three things that I think we should from my perspective, think about regarding this issue. Again, I have a lot, lot more, but I just don't have time to get into it today. We'll talk about it in depth uh, on Thursday. So number one, there are better ways to make your point than disrespecting the flag that stands for the very thing you say that you want, which is liberty and justice, which is what America is, which is what our flag stands for. So stand up for our flag. Put your hand over your heart. Respect the thing that you say that you want. Number two, this is a minority of players. And before the president interjected himself, it was less than 0.5% of players that were protesting the flag this year in the NFL. Now the issue is alive again. And so then, three, we make a choice. You can boycott or you cannot boycott. I would just encourage you to be consistent in your life and in your choices. Because people are watching and uh, 
inconsistency, hypocrisy. I don't know if you know this, but that is one of the things that most drives people away from the church, is they think that Christians are hypocrites. And so I don't want to be that. Instead, I want to tell you about the one thing that happened in football this Sunday that all of us, no matter who we like or where we fall on the political spectrum of anything or patriotism or perceived lack thereof or, you know, if you're, if you're even a Cowboys fan, we can all agree on this, that this is just outrageous. And that is that Gillette Stadium was charging fans $4.50 for tap water in cups after they ran out of bottled water. Now, for those of you not informed on the football things, Gillette Stadium happens to be the home of, guess who, the Patriots. Hence why no one is surprised. As Fox News reports, New England Patriots fans on Sunday were complaining that the stadium charged them $4.50 for cups of tap water after bottled water at the venue was sold out. Now, I... Look, if you go to any sporting event, you know that they charge ridiculous prices for everything. So $4.50 for a bottle of water, that's insane. But then when you're going to charge you $4.50 for a cup of tap water? What? The Boston Globe reported that it was unusually hot in Foxborough, and officials at Gillette Stadium bought double the amount of water bottles for the game. The report said that while temperatures hit 86 degrees... Because that is incredibly hot. Fans requested cups of tap water. The concession stands are not equipped with complimentary water cups, so workers filled soda cups. And because they were soda cups, you were paying $4.50 for them. The Patriots acknowledged the issue, however, in a statement to WBZ-TV. They said, we apologize. That should not have happened. It is the first time that I have ever heard that complaint here. We are looking into the matter to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Well, the way you could ensure that it doesn't happen again is by actually having water cups so that people can have tap water without paying $4.50 for it. See, I'm not even that smart, and I can figure that one out. So if anyone happens to have any extra plastic cups laying around that you can donate to the Patriots organization... Uh, you can just Google their address for Gillette Stadium and send them some plastic cups so that poor Patriots fans who, you know, have all those Super Bowl rings and had a quarterback who threw five touchdowns on Sunday don't have to pay $4.50 for a cup of tap water, which is probably not even purified. So, yeah. I'm telling you, if you want a, uh, an issue that we can all be united about being outraged about related to the NFL right now, doesn't matter. Where you fall on the kneeling thing, this one we can all agree on. Patriots, this, not good. Not good. Why do I feel that every time we have to address a team issue, like an entire team issue, that the Patriots are somehow involved? I mean, that's outside of the kneeling thing, which I'll get into more on Thursday. Hashtag sad, Patriots. Hashtag sad. Really? $4.50 for a cup of water? Mm. Mm. That's all the time we have left for today. You've been listening to Drive Time with Friddle on 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church. Join us tomorrow night, Wednesday, 7 o'clock is our midweek service. Our address is 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard if you'd like to join us. If you can't be here in person, you can still find us online. Stream our service at experienceliberty.com. Or if you like us on Facebook, you can catch our service on Facebook Live. Just go click like on Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas. Hope you have a great day, and we will see you back here tomorrow.